Hey, it is such a great joy and delight to be with you. Actually, we came this morning to visit you, and uh, I wasn't really expecting to preach, but you know, the old saying is, you always, if you're a preacher, you're always supposed to have something up your sleeve ready to go. So we thank the Lord for the opportunity, and certainly it is, it is good to be with you. Okay, certainly Pastor King has been an influence. He's known me since I was like knee-high to a duck. And um, uh, certainly has been a positive, a very great influence in our life and an encouragement along the way. You know, the Lord put him in a strategic place. He put him here in Florida. So all the flights that come back and forth to Brazil come through Florida. And so they were kind of the stopping point coming and going. And that's been for years since I was a little guy. Uh, that's the way it worked. And so there's a long history together. And we certainly thank him for his encouragement. Our kids, uh, which all are serving the Lord now, are just always think and have very good thoughts every time we talk about kings they are part of uh, part of our life and part of our history you know and here in Arcadia it was interesting because my our, our last few years we've been taking care of my parents and, and the senior saints I say it was a ministry that was a little different ministry than what we had been involved in for many years but taking care of our, of our parents and um, my father was the last one to pass away which he passed away earlier on this year but anyway a couple of things that are interesting the last sermon he ever preached was here at Arcadia believe it or not wow. uh, actually it was he was and, and brother King insisted hey John I want you to come down and speak for us and he was so nervous he was so <laughs> nervous I said well and, and it mentioned specifically to speak on the Holy Spirit. He said, I said, Dad, well, just take your book and just work from your book. Just, just read. He was afraid he would lose his train of thought. And uh, I said, just take your notes and just work through your books. So he did. I think he actually spoke a couple times. That was the last time he ever spoke. The last, last sermon he ever brought was actually here, which uh, uh, brings a good memory. And the last fellowship service that we were ever at, and one of the last few times he actually went to church, because after that he became bedridden, was actually here in Arcadia. We came down after coming from our, our last tour to Brazil, which was actually just before COVID started, which changed a game changer for a lot of things. But anyway, it's so great to be with you. And um, since that opportunity, since he's going to be with the Lord, we were really tied down. It has given us the opportunity, and, and the Lord put it in our heart, to visit the churches that had prayed for us, that had supported us, that have been behind us all of these years, and that continue to support missions. And I, I suppose, first of all, our word of thanks to you uh, for having been faithful to the Lord and praying for us and supporting us and, and just being there for us whenever we need it. We really appreciate that, and we thank you. And the truth of it is we could never repay you, but hey, the good Lord is going to take care of us all one of these days. And that's what we look forward. Uh, we don't receive our rewards here, but he's promised that as we come into his presence, actually, actually, he, he is, God is our great reward. But anyway, he's promised a lot of other things. It's going to be very, very nice also. So nevertheless, we thank you. And we just want to encourage you to continue as we continue on this life 
uh, ministry that we would continue to serve God in our local community, but to pray for those who serve abroad. Actually, uh, there are many different places, many different fields in our world. Some of them are being very, very tough this day. Some of them are under very severe persecution. And yet, on the other side, there are many places that God has, that the sowing has been, and it, this is the day of reaping. And so it's good to be a partaker and pray for those who suffer and who are being persecuted. Uh, it is also great to be able to know that God has a reaping that's going on. Amen. And so to be part of both of those, to pray and support those who are in suffering, to pray for those uh, that God would strengthen their hand that are reaping, because we are all partakers together, right? It doesn't make any difference whether we're out there or we're holding the ropes. Hey, God will bless each of us for that. This morning, I want to open the word in the book of Luke chapter 4. Actually, this particular incident in Christ's life is mentioned in, in three of the Gospels. But we want to look at Luke because he has a, a final, Luke has a little touch uh, as he finishes the telling it that the others do not add. And so I wanted to read it from the book of Luke, although it's almost identical one to the other. Luke chapter 4, and we will read verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And I want to make a note of this first verse here because it says that he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Okay, so this is God leading him, okay, forward to what's needed to be done here. Being 40 days tempted of the devil. So he, he goes to the wilderness and he's led by the Spirit, but here's what takes place. 40 days he is under an attack from Satan. So I want us to bear that in mind as we go through this. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he was afterward hungered. Imagine, yeah, 40 days, probably have a little appetite, right? And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up to a high mountain, showed unto him the kingdoms of the world um, in a moment. And the devil said unto him, All of this glory will be thine, and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will I will give it if thou therefore will worship me all shall be thine and Jesus answered and said unto him get thee behind me Satan for it is written thou shalt not thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him uh, on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. Commit suicide is what he's saying here. 
For it is written, He shall be given, give His angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. And this, at this stage, that verse, actually Satan is quoting the Old Testament, okay? So the good old devil, the good bad devil, he knows Scripture too and uses them to his advantage. And Jesus answering said unto him, And uh, him it is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then the devil had ended all temptation. He departed from him for a season. And I also want to notice this last verse that he says he departed for a season. That means he didn't quit. He didn't give up. He was going to be back when it was another occasion. Shall we pray? Our Father, we pray as we open the Scriptures that you would speak to our hearts and we pray that you would edify us as we go out into the world to live that we might be encouraged, dear Heavenly Father, as we face difficulties and trials and temptation. Give us victory. Thou art on our side. We thank you, dear Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, uh, James begins the introduction of his book telling us that we are to be glad when we fall into diverse Temptations. The word used temptations is actually trials. Okay, when you're being tested. Okay, none of us liked test. Nope. For the most part, even when we were going to school back as kids, you know, or teenagers or adults, um, you know, most of the time we dreaded those doggone tests. Uh, and the teacher would say, and we're going to have a test. And we would think, oh, no. Uh, do we have to? And she would say, yes, we have to. Okay, and different teachers gave us different explanations. Some of them said, yes, we have to have the test because I have to give you a grade. And uh, so we have to have the test. Other teachers would say, hey, yes, we have to have it because I need to know where you are so I can get you on the right path and teach you what you need to know. Okay, and tests worked for us because we found out what we knew and what we didn't know. Or, you know, sometimes we thought we knew it, but when test day comes, we probably weren't quite as good at it as we thought we were. So trials are a part of our everyday life. And, and what I wanted to point out here is that we think oftentimes as we go through trials and even temptations, which is when Satan shows up, um, which he often does. We think, hey, I must be totally out of God's will. No, no, no. The fact of it is that in this case, Christ was in the perfect will of the Father. He was, and he was taken to the desert. He was taken to the wilderness by the Spirit, by God himself, so that he could be tested. And you say, well, why in the world would these tests come? Well, there are many reasons why we have tests. Abraham was tested on many occasions, but we have one that outstands was when he was giving, uh, he gave his son Isaac uh, unto the Lord in a very unusual way. And the Lord said, 
He believed God and it was added to him as it was added to him as justice, as 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 righteousness. Okay? He believed God. Well he has a has an opportunity a little later on, okay, to to prove that. And God says, Hey, the test that that God brought to Abraham wasn't just for Abraham, it was for us. It was for us to know that Abraham believed God and for us to be encouraged. So as you go through tests, don't think, hey, God, you know, God must be down on me. Uh, God must be against me. Uh, why is this happening to me? That's what we usually question. But the truth of it is, not only is this for your sake, for you to know where you stand, because it's important, and God says that those who bear out on... See, we believe God. The moment we believe God, we were saved, right? And, and the Bible says that the righteous shall live by faith. Hey, so our, our life is a continual uh, act of faith. Uh, God does it is, is for what God wants us to do. He wants us to trust Him. And we come to Him in trust for the forgiveness of our sins, yes. But He wants us to also trust Him for the daily food that we eat. He wants to trust us uh, that when we lay down at night to sleep, that we can sleep peacefully because He's looking after us. He wants us to think that, hey, we go and do our job the best we can and we do it as unto the Lord, okay? Uh, maybe the boss doesn't like you. Maybe you're, you know, maybe the guy who's giving the orders uh, is down on you. But, hey, we do it as unto the Lord. Why? Because we trust Him and He's looking out for us and He is the one who is the great rewarder and who is our reward. So, the tests come and God allows them and God leads us into test in order for our faith to be demonstrated. Okay, now, does God know the faith you have? Absolutely, He knows. Okay, why did Christ uh, go through these temptations? Didn't the Father know that He... Well, Christ goes through the temptations so that we can know all about this too. So we can know how that he reacted. So that we can know how that we should react. Okay. And the great lesson from this passage is. To, to show us how that Christ reacted. So that we know how that we can approach our testing. How that we can respond to our test. And respond when Satan shows up to tempt us to do the wrong thing. Okay. So. Christ, and it's very good because Christ said in the book of Hebrews, he said, hey, and when you do go through various trials and temptations, he said, you can always come to the throne of grace. Why? Because Christ Jesus was tempted in all things, just like we are. And we can come to the throne of grace, not to get a deaf ear, but to get the ear of one who knows because he has been seasoned by going through tests just like we go through. So he understands you. You think, nobody understands me. Nobody's gone through what I've gone through. Well, guess what? There's one who's gone through them and he went through them in a much more extreme way than you've ever been. I mean, how many here have ever been 40 days without eating? Okay? Uh, sure, sometimes we think, Lord, what am I going to eat next? I've been there a couple times in my life. What's, what's next? What's, what's going to be the next meal? Hey, but Christ was 40 days 
okay, uh, waiting on the Lord. So can we wait for the Lord for 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever time he gives us? Yes. And the best thing is that we, he opens the door to us, say that the throne of grace is open to you 24-7, okay? He, he is only a prayer away. And you can reach out to him. And he understands precisely what you're going through. So he will help you. But I want to this morning, for the next few minutes, look how Christ reacted to these situations. What Satan wants to do, and he's done this, he's a master at doing this. He did it with the first couple and he's done it ever since. And he does it, continues the same thing. His strategy has not changed much. What he wants to make you do is he wants you to doubt God mm-hmm. yeah. and step out on your own. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. He wants you to doubt God and He doesn't care what you do after you doubt Him. He just wants you to doubt God and step out on your own. Step out on somebody else's advice. Step out on his on, on the devil's advice. He's always a liar. Or He doesn't necessarily mind that you step out on your own advice. Because you're going to fall the same way. The problem is when we take our confidence away from God and we put it on anything else. Okay? I always found it interesting that John, as he wrote the first John, he talks about, you know, all of these wonderful things of our assurance in God and how God has done so much for us and how how we can know that we know. And then the last thing he tags on that book is says and children guard yourself from idols mm-hmm. yep. and I always read that and I would say why in the world is that tagged on at the end of this fantastic book well it's simply this God wants you to trust him 24-7 and the big things and then the little things Okay, he wants us to trust him. And that, that, is the, that is really the challenge to each of us today. He wants us to trust him. And he doesn't want us to get sidetracked. And he doesn't want us to put our confidence in other things. And it is so easy to do. Yeah. It is so easy for us to trust somebody or ourselves rather than trusting God. Now, you say, you, are you saying that we, have to, we can't trust anybody? Well, in our relationships, there's always trust. But if you take your eyes off of God and you fail to trust Him, all of the other trust falls through too. That's the whole issue. Is that God, we trust Him and I can trust that everything's going to be okay with you because God's looking after you and He's looking after me. The fact of it is that it all hinges upon God looking out for us. So therefore, our trust has to be placed in Him. So I don't know what you're going through today. We all have our issues. We all have our trials this this week. We'll have some today. And hey, it's not because you're being unspiritual. It's simply God gives us these tests so that He can trophy the faith that His children have. And here's the kind of way it goes. After Christ went through all this, I'm sure the Father says... You see my son? That's my boy. You see? You see? Even after 40 days of being hungry, he still trusts me. 
even after being promised that everything in his world is going to be his and he wouldn't even have to die for it, he trusted me. You see, God makes Jesus here as a trophy of Christ Jesus, the Son's faith in the Father. And so you say, but they're, they're one. That's true. And that's the reason they are one. Because there's this perfect dependence and this perfect trust between these three personalities that they're really one. Uh, can we explain it all? No. But what I can tell you is that there's an absolute trust of one part to the other. And that's the reason Christ went to the cross because he knew his father was going to raise him from the dead. And he had absolute absolute, absolute surety that that was going to happen. So, hey, you say, but did, was it Christ? Couldn't he raise himself from the dead? Yeah, but see, it's all part of this context, the three are one. So did the Father raise him? Did the Spirit raise him? Absolutely. They raised him from the dead. And he, he, he came again. So let's look at what, how it happened so that we can, we can better face the challenges we have. First of all, oftentimes the temptation that Satan will bring to us will seem very logical to our human mind. You're hungry, buddy. It's been 40 days since you've eaten. Don't you think that it's just a godly thing for you to eat something now? Well, just, hey, make these rocks. You're, you're, you're son of God, aren't you? Are, 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 are you really? Why don't you make bread out of these stones? It, it's the right thing to do. Oh, the right thing to do is to make bread out of these stones so you can feed yourself. You've got, you can do it, man. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you see, the message seems so familiar to what we hear every day in the world, doesn't it? You have to do that. I mean, it's the right thing to do. It's just the right thing to do. You need to take care of yourself. And so, why that message so oftentimes, it seems so right, but our question is, how does God play into this? Does this require that I trust Him? Am I trusting Him? What did God tell me to do? And, and this is a very curious thing, because in all three, we're, we're not, probably won't have time to go each one of them individually, but here's what He says, Jesus Make these stones bread. You can do it. If you're the son of God, you can do it. You're hungry. Go on and eat. It's time. You've suffered enough. And here's what Christ responds. Because Christ was depending, had been sent there by his Father in the Spirit. He was not eating for 40 days because of his Father in the Spirit. And the Father hadn't said, it's time for you to eat. Satan was telling him it was time to eat. Maybe his stomach was telling him it was time to eat. But the Father had said differently. And so what is Christ did, and this is, the, I think, the very amazing thing of this, this story, and I think it's always that Christ responded to him not with some clever idea. He didn't come up with all these beautiful new sayings. Here's what Christ did. Christ quoted the Scriptures to the enemy okay he quotes and in every, each he was three times we have three issues here that are mentioned and in each situation Christ said it is written he didn't use some clever thing that he'd drum up 
He didn't come up with some great idea to overcome. He simply quoted to him what God had already said in the Scriptures. Okay, that brings us to this point. It's very important that we understand that God has given us everything that we need for yeah. eternal life and to live this life. Yeah. Okay? So we need to know His Word. We need to keep it in our heart. We have to kind of, you know, you memorize it, but then you have to visit it again and again and again. That's the reason we get together and we visit God's Word uh, two or three times a week. It's to keep it fresh in our mind. That's the reason we visit through the week in your own personal devotions, is that God, God's Word needs to be there. And in the areas specifically you're dealing with, God has the right Word. So you don't think, well, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? You just need to understand what God says. And when Satan comes, and when that temptation is whispering in your ear, and you understand that it's a temptation, you're, you're in it, because here's the way it works. You come up to some difficulty in your life. And the difficulty is for you to be able to show God to to mirror and to display the faith you have in him that he can take care of it for you. But here's what Satan does. Satan comes in and says, oh man, that's the hard way to do it. Oh my goodness, that's the hard way to do it. There's an easier way out, Jesus. You don't have to die. Just bow. I mean, how much easier could it be? Just bow. Well, I'm saying... What could be easier than trusting God, right? You don't even have to bow. You just have to trust Him. But Satan will always come up with another alternative. Okay, He always wants to show you something that will take you away from God. That will take you away. And the problem is, what, I'm, what, what I was talking about a few minutes ago, that he's, he, he works on our emotional side. He works on our stomach side. Yeah. You're really hungry, buddy. Hey, it's the right thing to do. And what happens is that things begin to get a little mucky. They begin to get a little confused. And you think, well, yeah, that's right. God made my stomach. God made food. God wants me to eat. Hey, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. Well, I'm a little confused, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that, sounds, that sounds pretty good. Hey, hey, stones turn into bread. You see, what happens is that Satan always tries to confuse us. Okay, look, look at his dealings with, with Eve. Okay, he starts out in this dialogue, and she's pretty straight up front with him. On the first question, no, no. God said differently. And then he kind of gives a spin. Then he spins it. Okay? Aha! And she realized he lied on the first moment and called his hand on it. Then he makes another statement that is totally off. And it's a lie also. But she believes it. Because it's appealing. It looks like, hey, well, well, yeah. Well, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. Maybe God is trying to get me off bat here. Maybe, maybe God is hiding something from me. And so she falls. So here's the case. What Satan wants to do, he wants to get us confused. Okay? And he wants us to confuse our will, our feelings, our stomach, the things that we're going through. He wants... 
to confuse us to what God has said, and I, I call it making, muddling up the waters. You know, the water's crystal clear. It's easy to see what's there. But if you put a stick in there and stir it up, man, stir that mud up, you said, man, I can't see nothing. And that's the truth. And that's what he wants to do. And here's what God's Word does. God's words just kind of clarifies. It puts it, here's what is what God has said, and here's not what God said. Okay? So therefore, it's important that Christ didn't use any clever talk here. He just took the Scriptures to say, hey, this is what the Word says. This is the lie. This is the truth. And all the rest of the stuff you're saying, it's just a bunch of junk. And so here it goes. And, and so Christ says, hey, yeah, that, that's true. But what the Scriptures say is that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God's mouth. You can die in this body of hunger, but if you're with God, you live forever. Amen. Okay? So, hey, it's, it's, it's a win-win situation if you're with God. It really is. So, Christ clarifies the water. Was He going to die at this stage? Not this way. Because this is not the way it had been determined He was going to die. He was going to die on a cross, the way it had been prophesied. He was going to die for our sins. He was not going to die from hunger. But he, it's clear in His mind. It's clear before us that we depend on God. We depend on God's Word to make the difference. Okay, the second one. He takes him to a high place and he shows him all the kingdoms of the world. Well, guess who had created all the kingdoms of the world? Who created this globe? Not only did he create this globe, but he created all those crazy galaxies out there that they're still finding and we still don't know where, how many of them there still are out there. Okay, so he's the creator of heaven and earth. Okay, and he takes him up and he says, hey, hey, Sonny, this is all mine. Lie, lie, it's all mine. Hey, he may have taken possession of it temporarily. He may have imposed his possession. We've all known those people, poachers we call them, okay? And so he's a poacher. He's in there and he says, it's all mine. But if you will bow down, I'll give it all. I, I give it to who I want to. I'm the all-powerful guy here and I will give it to you and you don't have to do anything except just kneel down here and worship me. Hmm. Hey, sounds good. Christ knew his destination was to die for our sins, right? And maybe all of a sudden, well, maybe we could, well, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe we can. Maybe we can. Maybe this is another plan. Maybe this plan is a lot easier. I don't have to die with this one. And he, he says he's going to give it back. Wow! He's going to give it back. All I have to do is to worship him. Just kneel down. Just, just go through the motions here. Hey, he's muddling up the waters, isn't he? Well, that's what he does with our life, too. That's what he does with our life. And so, um, whatever the difficulty you're going through, you have to understand that when, when you're being tested, that Satan will always show up. Yeah. And he will always show up with a clever, easy way out. Yeah. And the way he gets you to buy it is he puts the stick in the waters and gets them all stirred up 
Have you realized that oftentimes when you're when you're going through temptation, have you realized how often that we just get emotionally <laughs> bewildered? Mm-hmm. We just get emotionally torn up. He said, "Man, I'm really stressed out." That's exactly what he's wanting you to do. He's wanting to muddle the waters up to where you can't think straight, and then he's going to feed you the lie. Yeah, and he hopes that you'll bite line the, the the bait the hook the sinker the whole thing that's what he wants yeah and so the way that god gives us is he says we use the scriptures we use the scriptures and what christ told him he says yeah ha ha but the scriptures say you are to worship only the lord god so that's what that put it kind of out straight it put it like a line this is what the scripture says. This water may be muddled up here, but it's still very clear in my heart and my mind. God alone is worthy of our worship. Amen. And so that's what God, well, I think our takeaway this morning from this scripture and from this text is that Christ, it's written for our, for our sake, okay? It's here for us. And it shows us that Christ went through, through trials that actually when he was going through trials, Satan showed up to offer him alternatives that were wrong, that would take him away from the Father and away from the trust in the Heavenly Father, that he used the Word of God, and he actually spoke the Word of God. I think it's actually a good idea when you're going through temptation and sometimes, man, your head is spinning, spinning out of control. You know, sometimes I think it helps us just to Talk, say God's word out loud. Sometimes we just have to say God's word out loud. Right. It, 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 it kind of helps clarify our mind. It's, it's amazing how yeah. it helps us to focus. But the Lord said, you know, you're all alone. Man, God has abandoned you. And then you think of that, the word comes to your heart. I will never leave you nor forsake Amen. you. And sometimes we just have to say it out loud, you know, yeah. so that our ears hear it. So that it's clear, hey, this is what God has said. It doesn't make any difference what the world says. It doesn't make any difference what the devil says. It doesn't make any difference what I think. Here is what the Word says. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. You know, that's, that's a good thing to know. Christ said, I, and I will be with you to the end of the age. Now, being on a mission field, that was a good thing to know. And often then you think, oh Lord, where are you? I mean, where, I really need you now. Where are you? And then you realize he starts, Satan is muddling the waters up. And then all of a sudden, in your heart, you're going to say, no, no, no. But he said, this is what it's written. I will never leave you. I, okay, I don't see you. I don't feel you. I don't hear you at this moment. But I know you are here. Right. And so that changes our perspective. It keeps things clear in our heart. So this text is written to us that we might understand. First of all, there's a couple of things. One, when you're going through issues, you can come to Christ. He understands what you're going through. He, he was tested. Man, he was tested. Woo! Did he go through far? And not only did he go through far, the Bible says he went to obedience unto death. Okay, so hey, he understands. And he says, we haven't even suffered to death. None of us have died over it. We're still here, right? But Christ died, 
as a result of, of carrying out God's the Father's will. So here's what he's saying is if you go through difficulties, and today, I mean, you will have difficulties today at some point, okay? It may be the stress in your mind. It may be the things you're worrying about, what you have or what you don't have. It may be worried about, you know, family. It may be worried about your job. It may be worried about what am I going to do in this situation. It's amazing how Satan will drum up all of these issues. But hey, what God, God says, but God couldn't, God stop this? No, God doesn't stop your test because God knows that you have the possibility of showing the faith you have in Him. Okay, and you say, but I, man, I blew it. Lord, you know I blew it. I, I, I failed. Well, you're going to have that test again, believe it or not. That's the way God works. But God wants you to understand. Don't, don't beat up on yourself. Or you have to understand, ooh, that was a bummer because I didn't trust God. God, let me go back here and review what you say so the next time we come up to this one, I've got the scripture on the tip of my tongue to keep it clear. To keep it clear. And say the word of God out loud. You know, sometimes when we're being tempted, say the word of God. When you're, when you're in that strife, sometimes we're praying, you know, we're praying. Sometimes we're praying out loud. Sometimes we're just praying in our heart. But sometimes what we need to do in those moments, we just need to say God's word out loud too. That's it's right, very, man. very important because that kind of clarifies the water. Okay? And always be thankful. What James says, he says we, we ask uh, we talk to God. Paul says the same thing. We ask Him what we think we need with thanksgiving. So as you talk to God, you need wisdom, ask God for wisdom, trust God for wisdom, be thankful that God's going to give you wisdom. Okay? But it's all about trust. It's about keeping your focus on God. And then, this is important, that after these really 40 days of temptation, this, this was a rough one. Okay? This is the only one that's actually kind of recorded out for us like this. But it says that Satan left him and the angels came and ministered to him. And after your trials and after your tests, God will always come and minister to your heart and will encourage your heart. Even when you fail, he'll come and minister to your heart and say, hey, you got to get up. You got to trust me. And here's what you need to get in line. Understand who I am, what I've promised, what I do. And it's going to happen again. So you need to trust me. The next time it comes, say God's word out loud. Call on me, but trust me. And God will give you the victory. And here's the thing I've noticed about Christ. Christ didn't just get tempted on this one occasion. We think, ah, he was tempted three times in so many ways. It says, and Satan left him for a season. It means he left him for a while. Now, how long did that while? I don't know. It could have been the next day and probably was. The next day he was beating on his door trying to bring him down again. This was the one that Christ and the scriptures revealed to us so that we know how to deal with temptation. First of all, God said it. So therefore, whenever we're in temptation, review God's word, say it out loud, trust God, and God will be with you and give you strength. You say, sometimes I say it out loud. And then God says, then talk to me. Talk to me about it. Come to the throne of grace. I'm there. I've been there. I know what it's like. I know what it feels like. And I know you can have the victory. And if you do fall, Christ says, John is the one that writes. He says, and if you fall, he said, I write you little children that you sin not. But if you do sin, 
we have an advocate with the Father who is the propitiation for our sin. Okay, so Christ is our salvation. Christ is the forgiveness of our sin. If you fall, if you struggled this week and you had issues, come to the Lord and say, God, I failed. I failed. And he's going to say, you're forgiven, son. You're forgiven, daughter. And you need to say, thank you for your forgiveness. And Lord, help me to revise and re review the scriptures so the next time when Satan comes, and I have that test again, that I'll be ready for it. And I will know the word of God so that I can spit it out at the moment that, that the devil shows up. And God will give us the victory. May God help you in this week. Okay, help you with the, the trials and tribulations you go through in your everyday life. You do have them. You will have them. And I suppose that, you know, I used to think when I was a young man that if you got older in the faith that you wouldn't have them anymore. And I realized, hey, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you're going to have them. And the moment you're going up to that cross, when you're hanging up on the cross, the beast is still there saying, well, if you're God, why don't you come down from there? That's, he was being tempted by the devil. You see, at the moment of his death, could he have come down? Yes, sir, he could have. Yes. Did he come down? Because it was written. Yes. It was written that he would die for the forgiveness of our sins. Amen. So he stayed. So, sometimes our difficulties are great, but follow God and follow through with him and God will give you the victory. And one day, I think that this is what, on Judgment Day, the, 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 uh, the, the day that we meet Christ, it still talks about rewards. I think it's going to be kind of like this. You see that kid there? Look at his faith. Well, how, how do we know about it? The same way we know about Abraham's faith. It's well, how did Abraham? Abraham showed his faith when he took his son Isaac up the hill, right? Yep. And God said, that is the trophy. That is my Abraham. He's my son. And he's going to look at you and he's going to say, that's my son. King, oh boy, that's my son. Look at, look at the victories he had because he trusted me. It's not about what you did. It's about how you trusted and how God did. And we always have to keep that straight. It's about you trusting. It's about God doing. Yeah. And God will do it through you. But that's what God wants. He wants every one of us to be able on judgment day and the throne of Christ to be able to say, that's my boy. That's where he showed his faith. That's my girl. That's where she showed her faith. That's my, see, see that boy? That's the way he showed it. And even our world. Our trials and temptations are not only for us today. The generation follow after us. They know. And they see our faith. And that encourages them to believe likewise. Our Heavenly Father, we pray today that you will encourage our hearts. To realize that as we go through life, that one of the high priorities that you have for us is to just to trust you, that you are God, you are Almighty God, and that you are loving Almighty God, and that we can trust you, we can trust what you've said, we can trust your word. And certainly that we will go through trials, and that's part of our growing as Christians. But dear Heavenly Father, we know that as we come into the trials, that Satan will oftentimes show up. And he will try to uh, take us away. He will try to help us to doubt. He will take us to uh, try to obey and to follow our own insights, our own thoughts, and our own ideas, or the ideas of others. 
and take us away from you. So we pray to Heavenly Father as we go through this week, as we go through each day, that we will learn to trust you. And Heavenly Father, we will put your word in our heart so that when those moments come and the waters are kind of getting stirred up, that we can say, no, but it is written. Our Father has said, this is the way it is, knowing that that is the way it is. Heavenly Father, help us and give us faith and help us, Heavenly Father, to trust you each day and each hour this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Hatcher. Folks, you're dismissed. I appreciate that. Thank you. Good message. I'll tell you what, you did that one. That you did that one. I can't do that.